Okay, uh, can I invite the children to please come forward and they're going to help me to do something this morning. Children, do you want to come forward and help me? And as you come forward, I want everybody to sit down on the floor right here. Now, I want you to sit down, listen to what I want to say this morning. And uh, there is something which I have got. It's a special gift. I know those people who have birthday in February, they got sweets, chocolate, and every other good thing. And uh, I have something which I would like to give to you as well. But I want to give it to those who are very good this morning. So I want you to fold your hands together, sit up straight, and be attentive. Well done. Well done, boys and girls. Okay, to others in the church, can I invite you to pray with me? Or let us pray together as we open the word of God. Let us pray. Father, we pray that you will open our eyes of understanding to the truth of your word as we look into your gospel, into your word. For we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Okay, now, boys and girls, we have read from the Bible about uh, the story of a man, and the man was born blind. We were not given the name of this man, but we know that he is an adult. He's someone who can speak for himself, as you probably uh, remember when I read the Bible to us. This man was born blind. And we find the story in John chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse 41. But there's a question which I want to ask you. If at all you have been following the reading, the man was born blind. Is it because of his sin? Anybody knows? From the church, from the congregation, do you think the man was blind because of his sin? Because he did something wrong? No. No. Well, children, let me ask you a question. If you have ever seen someone who is blind, do you think it's because they have done something wrong? No. Not because they have done something wrong. And in fact, about this man that we read about, he was blind from birth. When he was born, he could not see. So he has never seen at all. Now, I want you to do something for me. If you leave that lead, everybody close your eyes. Eyes close. Close it tight. What do you see? Colors. What else do you see? Chocolate. <laughs> Alright. Now open your eyes. Imagine you have been living with a closed eyes for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and for a long time you cannot see. I'm sure life will be very, very difficult. This man never saw anything since he was born. Little children. I want you to imagine a man as someone who cannot see when he, when, when, you know, when he was growing up. He could not do things that we love to do. Anybody here like to play football? Yeah. Do you like to play football? Football, football, football. Okay. Now, if you like to play football, I have got a football here. Actually, it is not a ball representing any football club in England. It is... I'll show you. I love football. And look at this. This is Champions League. Who can tell me any club that is in the Champions League this season? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Who? 
club is in the Champions League. Yeah. Manchester City, I think so, I'm not very sure. For those who are supporting Manchester City, you may say yes, but I know I'm supporting Arsenal and we're not there. Anyway, this is a football and this man, when he was growing up, could not play football. Why? Because he's blind. Now, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go to that end. Young man, go to that end. And uh, Harry. You want to stand there for me? Great. I is going to do something for us and I want you to watch. You want to sit here for me, please? Remember, if you're very good, there is a gift for everybody, okay? Do you want to move to that place for me? Ari, that is the ball. But there is something I'm going to do for you. I'm going to blindfold you. You cannot see. Tell me if you can see anything. No. Can you breathe? Yes, that is the most important thing. <coughs> and uh, I know your brother is called Otto. You are. What's your name? Henry. Henry. Henry, now don't worry about the color of this. It doesn't matter whether it is pink or. Henry, yeah. can you see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, now let's call it this way. Henry, can you see? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, boys and girls, move to the back. Henry can still see. Henry, take five steps forward. Quickly. One, two, three, four, five. Stand up. Alright, and uh, Harry, take three steps forward. One, two. Is that difficult? Are you coming? Alright, Harry, you can hear the sound of the ball. Can you hear the sound? Good. Now, I've got the ball on. Please open. Henry, you are the goalie. Okay? And Harry, do you want to keep the ball? Sorry? Where is the ball? Good man. That is exactly what I want to do. Do you want to give these boys a round of applause? Might be displayed in his life. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. In our lives, sometimes, church, some things happen not because we have sinned, but so that the glory of God might be displayed. We just heard about someone who had an heart attack and she was moved into ICU. 
For the children believed it is the will of God to bring her back. And if it is not the will of God, we cannot question it. But the most important thing is that what happens to us in life sometimes is to bring up the glory of God. But Jesus met this man in his trouble. Jesus always comes to us when we need him. And Jesus did something remarkable. Do you know what Jesus did? No, I'll tell you. Jesus opened his eyes and see exactly what Jesus said. Having said this in verse 6, Jesus spat on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he said to him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. His life was changed entirely. His life was changed. You flip to this next act. Uh, slide. Thank you very much, Job. This blind man was healed from verse 8 to 12. He can now see. You would have expected that the man who always sit down begging for food, the man who is always in trouble because he cannot help himself, will be so much appreciated by the community with the fact that now he can see. But you know what the people around him said? They asked him, this is, is this the man that was blind that used to see them begging? Yes, is the man. But now he can see. You see, people said, no, it's not the man. People said, yeah, it's the man. But the man said by himself, in verse 9, he insisted, I am the man. But they asked him a question, which is a question that we probably have in our mind today. How did this happen? How were you able to see again the demanded? Verse 10. The man said something in verse 11, and I want you to take note of that. The man said, the man they call Jesus, make some more and put it on my eyes. See the way he you know, talked about the man who healed him. The man they call Jesus shows that he does not have a full knowledge of Jesus. He does not have a clear knowledge of Jesus. All he knows is that they call him Jesus. That is the man that healed me. That is what he said. But this went on and on and on and it went into a talk. Because people were like, wow, this is great. They have never seen anybody who was born blind but now can see. Now, they took this man to the Pharisees. And uh, when they took him to the Pharisees, the Pharisees are the teachers. Children, let me ask you a question. If you do something good in school, if you do something good in school, and you get something, you know, what achievement, like an achievement point, do your teacher take you to the principal? No? No? Okay. Uh, but will your teacher recognize that good thing which you have done. Yes. yes. Now, if you have got achievement in the last few weeks, put your hands up. Achievement, something good in school. Well done, Harry. Good. Well done. And you? Excellent. But there is something which happened. This man's eyes was open. 
It should have been something that was achievement. It's something remarkable. But they took him to the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, and they said, look, this man was blind, but now he can see. But do you know what the Pharisees did? They started to question him. They were not happy that this man could see again because this happened on a special day. Because it happened on a special day that they don't expect anything to be done. Can I ask you a question? Boys and girls, have you had breakfast today? Yes. Yes. Are you looking forward to lunch today? No. Yes. Okay. Can we say because today is Sunday, you are not going to have dinner? If you are happy with that, put up your hand. <laughs> well, see, with this man, the man who could not see all his life, he received his sight on a special day, but instead of him to be celebrated, they were asking him all sorts of questions. All sorts of questions. And that question actually led to the next point, which is about who is blind? Who is blind? Now, listen to this conversation between these two different, uh, a man and a group of teachers. We're going, they're going to tell me and answer the question, who is blind? They ask him the question. Now, we know that you are blind. Who made you see? And he said, the man they called Jesus. But the Pharisees told him that this man is a sinner. How could a sinner do something like that? That is not possible. You can never be able to be uh, to make whole, to be clean, to make to be able to see. But the Pharisees in verse 16, see what they did. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. He's not doing the right thing in the, on the right day. But others asked, How can a sinner do such miraculous signs? And they were confused. There is confusion in the camp. They don't really understand. How can that boy eat dinner on a Sunday? What is wrong with eating dinner on a Sunday? How can the blind man see what is wrong with seeing on a Sunday? Or on a special day? But finally, they turn to the blind man in verse 17. And they ask him a question. What do you have to say about him? It was your eyes that he opened. Do you see what the man said? The man replied, he is a prophet. I want you to mark that again because in the first instance, he said, they called the man, they called him Jesus. Now the man is making a personal confession after he can see. He said, he is a prophet. But the Jews still did not believe that he had been blind and had received the sight of the descent from the man's parents. Is this your son? Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this question. Yes. Heritage. Come on. I want to ask you a question. Come to me. Sharon, is this your son? Yes. Yes. Do you like him? <laughs> huh? You love him. Good. Thank you, Heritage. Sharon is not going to deny his son in the presence of the whole church this morning. But let's see what happened in this story. They asked the parents, 
A very straight question. They ask him that, with, uh, they said in verse 19, is this your son? They ask, is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now you can see? Three questions in one. But look at what the parents said. We know he is our son, the parents answered. And we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. And why did they reply or responded in this way? The Bible says the parents said he is of age. Ask him. And the Bible says in verse 22 that his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For already the Jews had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Christ would be put out of the synagogue. The parents could not celebrate the healing of their son because they were terrified. They were afraid of what is going to happen to them. They are happy to go with the crowd. They are happy to deny the confession of Jesus as the Son of God. Why? Because the Pharisees already told them that they would be put out of the synagogue. Anybody who acknowledged that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. But now the question comes back to the man who was healed. And the Pharisees ask him, okay, tell us more about this event. In verse 25, the man replied again, he said, One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I can see. They asked him, what did he do to you? And the question keeps going, but it got to a point. The man said to the teachers, do you want to be his disciples too? Have you not heard everything I was saying? The man is not shy. The man that was healed is not shy, is not afraid, is not terrified to tell about the goodness of God, to tell about Jesus. His eyes began to open gradually, slowly and slowly is getting to know Jesus. And at this point, the Bible says in verse 28, they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple, we are disciples of Moses. They were not ready to accept the supremacy of Christ. They are not ready to accept Jesus as the Son of God. They are not ready to listen to that. See, their eyes is blind, is closed. Their heart is closed. They don't want to receive anything. They don't want to believe anything. And at this point, they told the man to get out of the temple. And they said in verse 34, to this they replied, you are still in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Now, let me ask you a question. Or probably seek an answer to the question which I asked you earlier. From these two people, the man who knows Jesus, who can now see, and the Pharisees whose heart is closed, who is not ready to accept the truth, who is blind? Anybody wants to tell me? Who is blind? Sorry? The Pharisees. The Pharisees, they are the people who are blind. They cannot see. And you will see this very well in the next preceding verses. In verse 35, Jesus said that this man had been thrown out. And what did Jesus do? 
Jesus went to him again. Remember, two times he encountered Jesus. The first time he was blind, he cannot see. Jesus made him to see. Then he was thrown out of the synagogue. And what happened when Jesus heard that they had thrown him out? And when he found him, he said, Jesus found him. Jesus is out this morning trying to seek you and I. And when Jesus found him, when Jesus finds you, what is going to be your response to Jesus? See this man. Jesus said, do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man wanted to know more about him. He said, who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And worship him. What a beautiful response from this man. The man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Are you going to receive Jesus and believe that he is Christ, the Savior, who has come to save us from our sin? This sign points us to the Lord Jesus, and as it's recorded in chapter 20, verse 30 to 31 of the same book of John. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written. The story we've had today is written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. The man could see again, and seeing means believing. The Pharisees did not believe, and it shows that they are still blind, they cannot see. When the Pharisees heard what Jesus said, they asked a question in verse 40, are we also blind? And that is where I would like to finish this morning. Can we ask ourselves that question rather than asking Jesus, am I also blind? For me not to be blind, then I need to believe in Christ Jesus. And believing in Christ Jesus gives me eternal life. Our continual rejection of Jesus in our world full of skepticism, speculation, and something else reveals our state of spiritual blindness, blindness and our need for Jesus who can only bring healing to us. Are we still blind? Let us pray. Lord, we thank you because through the death of your Son we have been saved from sin. Help our eyes, O oh Lord, to be open to the truth of your word. Let us receive you and help our spiritual eyes to be open so that we may see you, know you, and accept you, and believe in you as Lord. For we ask this in Christ's name. Amen.